Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. At its heart, the issue is the same. Those documents should not have been in the personal possession of either Joe Biden or Donald Trump. But what happened and followed from it is significantly different. Donald Trump defied those who knew the documents were in place and, and ultimately led to involuntarily a court order and a search of his uh, Mar-a-Lago hotel resort to find out how many documents were there. Contrast that with Joe Biden, embarrassed by the situation as he should have been. He, did, he invited the government agencies in to carefully look through all the boxes he had accumulated. It's a much different approach. An approach that you and I would not have been afforded. Some government agency thinks we have classified documents. Our front door will be knocked right off the hinges. Our children will be subjected to the end of a gun. Even if they were in the shower. Me, my wife, cuffed. You, your spouse, cuffed. Trotted around the neighborhood. You know, just to make sure everybody knows who's in charge. But what Dick Durbin misses here is the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump is why the responses from Joe Biden and Donald Trump are different. You want to argue that it's a crime for the president to say, whoa, 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 I'm entitled to these documents. Whoa, 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 you're not entitled to these documents. You think it's a crime to say no. I don't actually believe that to be true. Although I don't know why uh, Donald Trump had the classified documents that he had. But he gets to make an argument, as we've discussed. I was president. I declassified them. Whether Dick Durbin likes this or not is, well, completely inconsequential. Joe Biden can't make this claim. And as we know from the new documents that were found, documents not only from his time as vice president, but classified documents from when he was a senator. Being embarrassed isn't even enough. There's nothing that makes this go away. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. But you heard Durbin say Biden should be insulted. And there on CNN with uh, Dana Bash, he continued. Uh, it is outrageous that either occurred, but the reaction by the pre former president and the current president could not be in sharper contrast. They are. They are very different. No question about that. Um, having said that, you are a politician. You've been around for a while and you understand how these things play out. Um, do you fear that because of that, the current president has kind of lost the high ground on this notion of classified information being where it shouldn't be? Well, of course. Uh, let's be honest about it. Uh, when that information is found, it diminishes uh, the stature of any person who is in possession of it. This is true. This is true. Glad that we agree. So now what? That's the question. Are Democrats going to turn on Joe Biden over this? I argue they already have. You may argue it differently. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Online, uh, or I should say email, Tony at TonyCats.com. Feel free. 
the all, the ground had started to soften under Joe Biden's feet right before the midterms when you start hearing people say maybe Biden's too old maybe Biden can't do this anymore maybe Biden's got a problem and then Democrats did better than expected and all that talk went away that talk is back that talk is back because Biden has played all of this as wrong as possible. And I, I was discussing this just earlier. He has played all of this wrong, including this radical commentary here. As we found, uh, we found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. No regrets? No there there? You're now putting Democrats in an absolutely horrific position. The people who most want to help you. You're making it impossible for them to do it because there is a there there, and you should have regrets. You're making it you're making it harder for them to defend you, therefore it's easier for them to turn away from you. Well, by nature, that's how it works. This is called from Joe Biden overplaying your hand. Let me give you an example of this. I take you to Wyoming. The state of Wyoming has introduced a bill. They did it back on January 13th. SJ0004. The plan of the bill, right, the purpose of the bill um, is to phase out the sale of new electric vehicles in Wyoming by 2035 because of the importance of oil and natural gas to the state and the current lack of adequate charging infrastructure and the cost to build it. Also, the unsustainability or the unsuitability of EVs on the state's long stretches of highway. The bill describes the proliferation of EVs at the expense of gas-powered vehicles as having a negative impact on both the economies of Wyoming and the U.S. There is a ridiculousness in California saying, we're going to now pass legislation, which they did. You can only have electric vehicles sold in the state of California after 2030 or 2035, maybe it's 2025, whatever it is. It's a ridiculous thing to say. You have a marketplace. You let the marketplace decide. Passing legislation is about ideology. It's not about rationality. And the people who are right now in California driving used cars that they spent $3,500 for will not be able to afford an electric vehicle. Well, they can still buy used vehicles. There will be less and less used vehicles in California over the years. They won't bring any in because soon you'll be told that you can't bring import uh, gas-powered vehicles into the state of any age. They would have to be hybrid or they have to be this or they have to be that. And eventually you won't have gas stations in California because if they're only going to allow electric vehicles, what's the point? And pretty soon you'll have a whole class of people not driving because they can't afford to. And after all, for the ideological, this is the plan anyway. They're desperate for you not to drive. They think that's awesome. Saves the planet.
a radical position. I think we would agree. Equally as radical is saying, no, 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 we don't allow EVs at all. That's a radical position. Let the market decide. If electric vehicles don't sell in Wyoming, it shouldn't mean that somebody doesn't want, uh, who, doesn't, who wants an electric vehicle shouldn't be able to get one. Of course they should. Somebody wants to tootle around Jackson Hole in an electric vehicle, let them. They want a Rivian, knock yourself out. What do you care? You could still be supportive of natural gas and of oil and of all of these things and still recognize the differences between Wyoming and California and why Wyoming is clearly a better place, etc. But you don't now eliminate place, parts of the marketplace. You will turn people against you because it's overplaying the hand. And I get it. They're playing this way because the left is playing the other way. It's still an overplaying of the hand. Joe Biden, by saying, I have no regrets, there's no there there, is signaling to the press, here's how you respond. He's signaling to other Democrats, here's how you respond. The problem is there is something to regret and there is a there there. He overplayed his hand. And the Democratic Party, as Dick Durbin is showing you there, no matter how many times he wants to bring up Trump's name, he can't go along. He can't do it. It can't be done. By the way, we should note that Wyoming states are not going to ban the electric vehicles outright. It would just encourage the ban and express it as a goal. It's still a mistake. <laughs> it's still a mistake. Right? If you, it, 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 you, you say, look, we have this marketplace, but we're always going to be okay with oil and natural gas. These things are important, and we're always going to be okay with those vehicles. So welcome to Wyoming, a place where you get to choose and be free. Um, uh, in, enjoy our bison. I, I guess that would be, I mean, Wyoming, enjoy our bison. I have no idea how many bison there are in Wyoming, but it would still be, it would still be part of my whole tagline she put out t-shirts welcome to wyoming enjoy our bison they would sell oh that would sell that would sell huge biden has overplayed his hand biden believes that he can message to the rest of the political left how they're supposed to handle these documents that's not the way they're handling it because americans know this ain't good and joe biden is either criminal or he's a fool or as other, people, as other people have said, he's both. I'm Tony Katz. So Nancy Pelosi had an exorcism performed at her house. What? Is it something I said? That, that's the reporting. Nancy Pelosi, after the attack on her husband, Paul Pelosi, which still doesn't make any sense. Her daughter, Alexandra, saying, you know, I think that weighed really heavy on her soul. I think she felt really guilty. I think that really broke her. Over Thanksgiving, she had priests coming, trying to have an exorcism of the house and having prayer services. So I, I want to be clear uh, uh, about something. I don't believe from this statement that it means that Speaker Pelosi actually had an 
exorcism done in in, in the style of uh, The Exorcist. I don't think any of that happened. I think that she just had this priest or that uh, worship or a faith leader or whatever praying with her. Maybe she felt the need and it felt like an exorcist trying to get some good spirit in the house. That's what I think is being meant here. And then uh, the article talks about Alexandra has always been outspoken about the personal sacrifice for the family that her mother's public service entails. Given all the demonization, the daughter teased her parents that her mother had turned their last name into a curse word. Well, exorcisms and demonization. That's, That's an interesting one two punch. But I don't actually think it means that Nancy Pelosi was having exorcisms in the house. Please, please don't tell me that Nancy Pelosi was having exorcisms in the house. I find it often very much hard enough to like her as it is. As it is. Meanwhile, if you're one of my good people uh, in in Indiana, you guys know we're we're based out of Indianapolis, Uh, the snow is coming. This thing is 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 still far out. Like this storm system is in New Mexico, but in, in to quote uh, South Park, it's heading straight for us. And this crazy band of snow is going to hit the center part of the state from like Terre Haute all the way up this this northeast trajectory. Five to eight inches. I've seen some reports of six to nine inches. It's, I am, and this is Wednesday, I'm supposed to fly out. I have an event that I'm going to, a conference that I'm going to, I'm supposed to fly out. So now the question is, do you fly out early? Like, do I leave tomorrow? Change the flight, do the whole thing and get out of here. Or do I, do I risk it? Because I'm staring at, uh, I'm staring at, I'm staring at weather.com. And the snow chances start at like 90% at 5 a.m. And I mean, it's already going to be snowing through the overnight. And stay above 90% until 1 p.m. when they're at 88%. Which would would say uh, to me, there's going to be a lot of snow and there's no way my flight's getting off the ground. That's my take. And so now I'm supposed to head to an airport during the 100% snow opportunities, 99%, 100%, 99%, 99%. Or do I just leave tomorrow? So that's, that's, what, that's what I'm dealing with. And what this has made me realize is that I need a private plane. Oh, my gosh, do I need a private plane. Has to happen. Or or I need friends who, who are fine with the following expression. Yeah, sure, use the plane. See, that's what you need. Same thing is true with boats, uh, Kylan. Kylan working the board today. You don't need a boat. You need a friend who, who is good with saying, yeah, sure, use the boat. That's, that's the key. You need someone who's like, yeah, sure, use the plane. And they got to hit that kind of high register that I'm doing there. That's, that's what makes it official. 
There is a Fox News contributor, Jano Caldwell. I think maybe we've done one thing together on on, on Fox in, in all the years. I, I think. Uh, so I don't I don't know the man. I only know of him. He is a uh, he is black and he is conservative. He's a Fox News contributor. He's also an author, and he makes the claim that he was meeting friends for breakfast for breakfast at a place called Paradise Books and Bread in northern Miami. They were talking uh, uh, politics, right? They're having discussions, and they were told by the owner that they were not welcomed because uh, we aren't politically, politically aligned. So he is making the argument that... Um, that the owner said, you got to go. And he's like, did I say something that was triggering to you? And she said, "Uh, our politics don't align. I'm one of the owners. I'm an owner here. I don't feel comfortable. You have to leave. Now, I am absolutely fine with this. Because in a free society, you are allowed to say no. Now, I find it amazing that they write, we are an owner-operated establishment deeply committed to an ongoing practice of harm reduction and will do our part to welcome and care for marginalized folks within our community and beyond. I would assume that would mean conservatives in a place like Miami, even though DeSantis did just win there. Racism, homophobia, sexism, transphobia, ableism, xenophobia, and other forms of harm and or oppression will not be tolerated within our space, and we will intervene with care if and when these forms of harm occur. Weird that they're so protective, but they're okay with throwing out, um, you know, uh, Gianna Cardwell. Caldwell, sorry. My point is, of course they're allowed to throw you out. That's how you know you're free. The restaurant should be allowed to throw out anybody they want, including people who are transgender. Oh, wait, they can't do that? Well, then we have to start at square one. Then what this restaurant did is a crime, and everyone needs to go to jail for 150 years. Or you go with my theory that the business is allowed to throw out whomever they choose. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying they can. And then you don't have to shop there. But if a business doesn't want to serve uh, black conservatives, they don't have to. If they don't want to serve white Jews, they don't have to. They don't have to serve me. But if you don't want to serve people who are transgender, you don't have to. If those are the rules. How is it bigotry in one place and totally acceptable in another? And the answer is it can't be. So it's either all or nothing. All or nothing. Personally, I prefer the all. I think it's actually more freedom. Well, of course it is, because if you say the nothing, you're telling people they can't, and I'm not down with that. Let people do terrible things. Let them be awful. That way the rest of us know, and we don't have to hang out with them. Seems rational to me. Microsoft making big investments into chat GPT, and I am concerned. This is Tony Katz Today. So in this week's installment of Damn, That's Creepy, Microsoft is putting billions of dollars into ChatGPT, actually the creator of it called OpenAI. 
Uh, it's about to get super creepy up in here. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. Should I leave for Florida on Tuesday or should I just like go Wednesday and, and see how, how it comes together? Because I'm... Um, I'm 50-50 on this. You guys tell me the snow that's coming. Do I do I do I stay? Do I go? Which one is it? Chat GPT. Let me know on Twitter at Tony Katz. That's where you let me know. Chat GPT. Let me get back to it. This is AI. And what you can do with Chat GPT is ask it a question. Hey, write me an article about the philosophy of capitalism. And it will go about creating however many page you, pages you want sourced about capitalism. You can ask it about anything. Jordan Peterson, yes, that Dr. Jordan Peterson, uh, asked it to write um, something about a, a something psychological, right? Something that he has done in his, in his research. And he said the uh, chat GPT, the AI was so good, even he would have thought it was his work. That's how fundamentally good this is and how frightening that is that you can have people who know nothing just asking questions of this AI and getting this information and passing it off as their own, but they don't, they, they, they don't know anything about it. There is such a difference between knowledge and scholarship, and, and there might be a better use of the word than scholarship, but here's how I describe it. Knowledge is super easy. In today's world, you have a phone. Anybody can get knowledge anywhere, anytime. It is super, super easy to get knowledge. Scholarship is something very different. Scholarship discusses how the knowledge connects. Knowledge that you would see over there at, uh, let's say, uh, Jeopardy, that's easy. Anybody can go about getting knowledge these days. Now, some people who can remember the things, that's very, very impressive. Scholarship is about how the knowledge connects to other pieces of knowledge to then create a theory, uh, a, 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 mo a moment, a movement, uh, uh, something scientific, um, an innovation. That's what it does. An understanding of the knowledge. An understanding of the knowledge is what most people don't have because they don't bother with the scholarship part. They don't, they don't care about the scholarship part. This chat GPT is frightening as all hell. It is absolutely dangerous. And there are already college professors saying, look, we know you're going to use this stuff. We're fully aware that you're going to use this stuff. I mean, it's like, it's like the people who use Notes back in, in the day. We know it's going to happen. So here's how we're going to combat this and how you have to be able to show sources and do this and do that. And right, they're going to try and, and, and fight this. They're going to try and fight this the, the very best that they can. But remember, when we're talking about the university set, as long as you're paying, they don't actually care. Did it ever dawn on anybody that maybe we don't need this many college graduates? This push that everybody has to go to college and everybody has to have a college degree. Did it really make us better? Of course not. It put people in a position to fail because they never should have gone to college to begin with. The forcing 
of this education. Well, without a college degree, you can't be getting a good job because they only hire people with a college degree. Well, I guess I have to go to college. But you were never meant to go to college. College isn't for you. Your mind works differently. Don't put it in that place. Put it in the other place where you can go about being successful. Because if you have to get a college degree, well, then you're not becoming a plumber. And the plumbers are still making money. Crazy, stupid money. Not as much money as the dentists. Holy cow, guys. You know, my father, bless his heart. Growing up, it was always, why would anybody want to be a dentist? You have to look in someone's mouth all day. Um, my father wanted the best for us. And, and, and I believe that still to this day. Uh, and I say this knowing that my dad's listening to the show. He's totally listening to the show. The extent to which my father was wrong cannot be oversold. The wealthiest people I know, dentists and specifically orthodontists. Holy crap. Those people print money. Falls, falls out of the bicuspids, I tell you. Holy crap. The orthodontists, they got it figured out. Yes, it might be rough looking in a mouth all the time, day in and day out. But they're on so many vacations after about 10 years, they don't even notice anymore. On Tuesday when they drive into office in the Porsche, on Thursday when they drive into office with the Ferrari, you think they're paying attention to the mouth? I'm like, oh, every time they look into a mouth, they see a dollar sign. They're not teeth. They're dollar signs. Ching, 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 ching. Oh, in, incredible stuff. But the universities, they're just like, all right, you, you, you're paying your money. That's great. Okay. Okay. Here you go. Here you go. Here's your degree. They're all degree mills. Ah, that's really rude, Tony. Not all. Too many? Yep. I would say too many. They're, they, the job is to get them through with a degree. The job is not so much to force them to work for the degree. If you wanted to force students to work for the degree, well, you would have far more universities saying to students, you don't get to decide the policy here. You don't get to decide if we're woke or not. Go to class. But that doesn't happen. They kowtow to the student. They cater to the student because they just want the sweet cash. They're the ones doing this. I'm noticing. Don't get angry with me. Chat GPT is a problem for those who still want to actually teach. Chat GPT is a problem for the rest of us. But now you have Microsoft making this investment. Now, I understand that Bill Gates is not the part of Microsoft like he used to be. However, if you don't think that I'm not frightened by guys like Gates having connections or in any way control of AI like this, well, you're nuts. I consider Bill Gates to be an absolutely dangerous cat. A guy who, as he has, has pushed vaccines, even when the science is against him. A guy like him who buys a farmland left and right and what is actually happening with it. He, he is a guy who, who wants to push the idea, oh, well, we can't can't all be having steaks now this is a guy who bothers this is a guy who frightens this is a guy to me who is not so much in the free society
into the free society, not in it, but into it. No, the rest of us, we need to be helped by our, our betters. ChatGPT, while it can do the things that I described, also does other things. For example, as someone noted, we had it write a story. G hey, ChatGPT, uh, write me a story about Joe Biden beating Donald Trump in a debate. And it went about going once upon a time. And it talked about how Trump started off strong, but Biden's clear understanding of the facts and knowledge soon had Trump on his heels. And by the end, Joe Biden had clearly won the debate. That's how it wrote the story. You ask ChatGPT the same question, but in the reverse. Hey, uh, tell me a story where Donald Trump beats Joe Biden in a debate. And it goes about lecturing you about pitting political candidates against each other and how wrong that is. And how about I tell you a story about somebody who learns humility? It would not tell the story where Donald Trump beats Joe Biden in a debate. It would tell the story where Joe Biden beats Donald Trump in the debate. And that is frightening. This is dangerous stuff, people. And in the hands of certain people, I believe it is more dangerous. That's the way I feel right now about Microsoft. I get it. I get it. We're not talking about Bill Gates in specific. Right? When you take a look at some of the OpenAI's founders, uh, Elon Musk is one of them. Musk resigned from the board in 2018, but he's still a donor. They pledged a billion dollars to this thing. So now we're going to take this unbelievable um, program and we're going to put it in the hands of, of whom? We're going to put it in the hands of whom? Elitists? People who want to be our betters? People who want to uh, shape narrative by not allowing certain questions to be answered and only ensuring that uh, certain things are said in certain ways. This is not what you want. So people grab these little knowledge bits, put them out there like facts, even though they're not facts. No one ever is able to connect the dots because the dots were manufactured based on a narrative. What kind of society is that bringing forward? And that is scary stuff. Flat out frightening stuff. Dangerous absolutely positively dangerous is what this is am i going to be able to stop it of course not it's here kids you know it i know it we know it it is here everything uh, about this ai is here question is whose hands is it in you know, we're always about check, double check, and recheck. And it's going to go back to Reagan, trust but verify. Never has that been more true. Never has it been more necessary. And never will it be more difficult because of things like this. The bias of ChatGPT in the hands of people who approve the bias. Check everything you read. I'm Tony Katz.
Can you give us a sense of how many classified documents we are now talking about total across all three locations? Sure, it's a good question. And, and actually, the answer to it is a little bit complicated because of this point that I'm making about the integrity of an ongoing Justice Department investigation. The Justice Department is going to be looking at all sorts of questions like that throughout their investigation. We want to be very, very careful to be respectful of the integrity of that investigation, to not speak too much about the underlying contents and materials, uh, especially things that we may not know all the answers to. How many documents? That was the question asked by the MSNBC anchor and the response from Joe Biden's special advisor, whatever he is, his name is Ian Sams. Well, that's a great question. And that's what we're going to be finding out. And so important you ask that question because we're going to find that out because you asked that question. How many documents did Joe Biden have in his possession classified documents from his time not only as vice president but his time in the u.s senate they won't answer this guy's job is to obfuscate and never answer the job of this beta male oh dear lord i said it i meant it i ain't apologizing for it next is to go on these networks and say so glad you asked hmm Nice weather we're having, isn't it? So glad you asked. Hmm. I also like pimento cheese. Like just just non sequitur, ridiculous, disconnected gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. Like here, here, you 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 ask me a question. You ask me a question uh that uh that uh, would would be asked uh, about Joe Biden. More classified documents, of course, that were found uh, on Friday. Thirteen hour search of his house in 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 Wilmington. Another six documents found. So, uh, hey, Biden administration, could you tell us uh, about what was found in those six documents uh, that that the FBI found when you invited them to your house, even though there still has not been a raid of your house because somehow the FBI, FBI only does raids if you're a conservative or a Republican, not if you're a liberal. Uh, but those six documents, what was in those six documents? Here's the response. Right, but we're trying to figure out what was in the six documents. Can you confirm that it was six documents? Yes, but the, the, the documents that were there, uh, why weren't these found by the Biden lawyers when they had been looking for these documents? I hate Illinois Nazis. Understood. But the documents that you were looking at and all the documents you were looking through, how come you weren't able to find these documents, yet somehow it was possible for the FBI to find these documents in a matter of 13 hours when you had been searching for days you're a little bit racist well you're a little bit too i just i i, I don't think that's a correct thing to say the fbi took 13 hours 13 and a half hours and found six documents your lawyers mr president and biden administration have been working for days on this and haven't found anything uh how, how do you explain that i guess we're both a little bit racist wait admitting it is not an easy uh, thing to uh, but I, I'm not admitting anything. How did you find... Everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. Why is it your team didn't find the documents? Doesn't mean we go around committing hate crime. We don't think it's a hate crime. Look around and you will find 
No one's really colorblind. Where were the documents? Can you please answer the question? Good Lord. Mr. President, just tell us how long have you had these documents in your possession? The Inquisition. Oh, come now. The Inquisition. It's a legitimate question. You got to admit, it's very catchy. It's very catchy. That's it. They're not going to admit to anything. They're not going to say anything. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. I want to know what was in these documents for sure. Now, I don't need to know specifics. I want to know conceptually. We heard from the CNN reporting, this goes back a couple of weeks ago now, that it was about Ukraine and China, which is exactly why you have to search everything that Hunter Biden has ever been a part of. It has to be, it has to be searched. But he had things there, classified documents from his Senate days. I find that interesting. I'd like to know what it is, please. Just, just give me some a little, a little something. Give me a, give me a hint. Give me a hint. Find everything. TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today.